You're listening to What Were You Thinking? with Eric McCoy and Paxton Dickerson, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hey, thank you for tuning back into What Were You Thinking? My name's Eric McCoy, and this is... Paxton Dickerson. Hey, so when we actually got here, uh, we were actually talking to Sam with uh, the radio station, Sam in the Morning, and I was kind of pondering this idea about, you know, that, that... the basic premise of human behavior is that we only do what we would rather do than not do at this particular moment in time. So you'll never do anything that you don't want to do. And I know people are like, uh, I do stuff I don't want to do all the time. But the truth is, is that you don't. You either do it to gain something or you do it to avoid something or avoid a consequence. And Sacrifice, there's a barter. I mean, what if you could get it without doing it? <laughs> what if I could have the relief without having to go to the bathroom? Oh, I want to go to the bathroom. Do you want to go? Well, I have to go to the bathroom. Do you have to go? Uh, I did go to the bathroom. Would you have rather had just disappeared whatever uh, excrement and not had to get up, use toilet paper, waste <laughs> you know, waste five minutes, pause ten minutes, wait twenty minutes, wait twenty five minutes, and you know, and uh, uh, pause you- the movie, or would you have just liked to lay in bed? You kind of went down here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, depending the, on how old you are. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the the when I was, you know, we were we were gonna discuss happiness again, and one of the happiness one of the components that I always think of with happiness is freedom. This idea of freedom. Freedom does not come from anything external. It all comes from within. And I actually learned that concept when I was in custody. Uh, back in 2002, and I probably felt more freedom than I'd felt in my entire life, and I was behind bars. And so this concept, when I, when I look at the idea of freedom, part of what I do is I think about my words, the thoughts that I have. Right. Right? Every time that I say I have to do something, there's no freedom in that. Right. When I get to say I get to, I choose to, that's the freedom that we find in things. The pursuit of happiness and freedom. <laughs> Liberty, happiness, and freedom. So Paxton, here we go. Are you happy? What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I'll tell you what I was feeling. I like the question better, am I happy? And yes, I am. Now, was I happy first thing this morning? That would not be the overwhelming feeling I had. This feeling, uh, this morning, I think I was feeling a little frustrated, and I had a couple things on my mind, a couple problems to solve. Uh, now, granted, those are quality problems, so I was happy to have them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then I was happy while I was drinking my coffee and having my morning smoke, thinking about how to solve this problem. And then I was definitely happy once I came up with a game plan of what I was going to do regarding it, and then I became joyous when I forgot about the problem and played my music and shaved my head. And then I got unhappy again as I nicked the top of my head. Because <laughs> that'll happen. And then and I you, got happy and again. And you bleed profusely. And, and I bleed profusely yeah. and put toilet paper on my head. <laughs> and I went to the store with toilet paper on my head. So distractions took you away from this idea of happiness. Right? That's kind of what you're saying? I think, you know, I had a person tell me, about trust, and this is a whole other topic because I didn't really like what they said about it, but what they said was they don't trust people. They have different degrees of mis- distrust. 
And that started a whole conversation, and I don't really want to get into it today. But I use that same thing for happiness. I don't, I'm not unhappy. I have different degrees of happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I go from 1,000 to, I think when my son died, I was about 10. So from 10 to 1,000 is where you're going to see me on my spectrum of happiness. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't call that unhappy. <laughs> you know, I'm not in the negatives. Well, it's kind of like definitely not the negative. It's kind of like I think we were talking about like with anxiety. You know, do you have? There, there's no such thing as no anxiety. Right. You either have levels of it. I think right. it's on a continuum. Right. You know that you can be, you know, here you can be high anxiety. High anxiety is not always bad either. Right. I mean, anxiety is a precursor. Uh, is like I I do transmutation. I just talked about that and changing one thing to another. Transmutation of anxiety is excitement. Mm -hmm. Literally, when they are studying your brain patterns, they cannot tell the difference. They can tell the difference between many different things, but they cannot tell the difference between anxiety and excitement. What's going to happen today? What's going to happen today? They're the same fucking thing. So anxiety i don't want to get rid of my anxiety yeah i'd I'd done a podcast with actually lynette who was Mm -hmm. known as the brain broad right (laughs) and she actually talked about that exact thing you know she said that high anxiety is high excitement is high exactly is high excitement i do a whole i mean i started with alchemy when i was young and it was all about anxiety excitement boredom relaxation you know i do a, a whole lectures on that and and i just watch people go what the fuck oh my god you mean yeah, like the solution's right there in your problem. <laughs> and you've been ignoring it like your eyes do your nose. Hey, uh, Eric, I got somebody uh, asking, um, is happiness the pursuit of purpose? Purpose is, I believe, personally, one of the qualities of happiness. You know, we look in, in this world of recovery, and, you know, the people that are, you know, genuinely happy in recovery they have a direction they know where they're going they have and it's not that cliche purpose of like what's your purpose in life you know kind of thing but you can actually look at you can live with purpose in every area of your life right you know i can live with purpose in my relationships in my jobs in my recovery within happiness a very big buddhist uh philosophy is do all things with purpose you are purposefully gardening you are purposefully sleeping you are purposefully stirring that stew you are purposefully chopping that wood it's like you your intention your purpose yeah part of it part of it though is is you know going going back to that we have to live with an active mind right right and so part of the purpose entails specifically like asking yourself what am i specifically trying to achieve right you know, what am I really trying to achieve out of this? Well, I, I don't know, because some of that could be expectations, and I can not necessarily have any idea of the ending, but what I'm doing, I'm doing it with purpose. I will purposefully no, not stand the ending, on the corner. Not the ending, but I'm saying, you know... What are you going to get out of it? If we're looking at, like, living purposefully, okay, okay that, and this is where I believe that a lot of people fail at the things they work towards, because when, I, when I'm living with purpose, I can look at, okay, these are the specific things that I'm trying to achieve. Sure. Right? And then I can say, okay, this is how I'm going to do it based on the awareness I have, the knowledge I have. Right. Right? And then 
when I start doing those things and I'm moving in that direction, right. I need to watch feedback. Am I sure, succeeding? Sure. Am I failing? Do I need to reevaluate? Right. You know? Well, if it's, that, if it's a task, but what if it's relaxing? I'm not failing. You know, yeah. or I'm, I'm like literally earlier today, I'm standing on the corner. I was purposefully standing on that corner. I had no idea why. <laughs> I had no you idea, did. but with, with purpose, <laughs> I was purposefully standing on the corner. And now we were trying to get, we, you know, we thought maybe one thing would happen and it didn't happen, but I didn't see that as a failure because I was successfully standing on the corner 100%. enjoying, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it's also being able to change and flow with that. Right. But then we can reevaluate. Release. Yeah. And reevaluate and see, okay, maybe next time we'll do it differently. Right. This is sort of a, for those that don't know, we're sort of doing an investigative life in the world of Paxton. Life of Paxton. <laughs> you want to walk in my shoes for a day? See all the <laughs> I deal with? <laughs> you will. Yeah. Uh, but cool. yeah, purpose is, um, I, I think it is important because we need to know where we're sure. going. Sure. You know, we need to kind of, you know, even within recovery, I mean, if I'm saying like, I just want to stay clean and sober. How do you stay clean and sober? Just don't use. I right. mean, that's the simplistic version of it. Right. But maybe you want more. Maybe I want to be happy. I mean, how many people do you know in recovery that are miserable? Right. I don't well, want that. It's like also <laughs> people say they want to be happy. And I say, what would make you happy? And they have absolutely no answer besides things minus that would make them unhappy. <laughs> What would make you happy? Well, I don't want this to happen. Okay, cool. What would make you happy? Well, I want this dude to get out of my face. All right, cool. But what would make you happy? Those are all... I mean, the, the, okay, I put you on a, a, the third moon of Jupiter. You are by yourself. Nothing is going on. What would make you happy? That's a tough question, though. <laughs> well, exactly. Oh, the third moon of Jupiter. <laughs> well, you know, know exactly. Be, you know, exactly. It's a, it's a tough question because people are. Then you'd have to be confronted with the fact that you're alone. Well, that that aside from the analogy, yeah. but more so, just if all those things are out of your way, all these answers that they give, uh, problems and minus problems isn't happiness. So okay, so let's say I clear the board. That guy isn't in your face. It isn't hot outside and whatever other thing you're complaining about isn't so but what would make you happy and they still don't have an answer right. you know i mean fuck the movie I mean, but the, you know it's like what what would make you happy what do you have an idea of what would make yeah. you happy if they give that idea they might accidentally identify the fact that it would be in their hands mm -hmm. or that it's impossible and shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will that no one dies. Oh, that's stupid. Shut up. You wouldn't be happy right. even if that did happen. I mean, part of the you know when we like I teach impulse control, right? And like decision making for people, good decision making, right? You know where you weigh out the consequences. You look at the pros and cons. You know, and then and I always tell people I say one of the greatest questions that you can ask yourself: Will this really make me happy? Right. You know. That's what I'm. Because like will with it the, even really make you happy? will it really, you know, even the, uh, you know, like I've worked with a lot of people over the year, they come to me and go, dude, I just want to get loaded. Right. You know, it, it, it'll make me happy. Right. Will it really? No. Though? That's the, that's the question though. Will so it So you were really? happy when you were getting loaded? You didn't look very happy to me. I saw you in Huntington Beach. I saw you outside the Alibaba and you didn't look so fucking happy to me. Because they're only basing it off of like pleasure. right here and right now. They're Just looking at pleasure. Yeah. You know? That's mixing pleasure with happiness. And part of the part of the 
living with purpose concept is also learning to defer immediate gratification for bigger goals in life. Right. Sometimes you got to, okay, I, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, find that highness that I would get from drugs, even though you're not really getting it from drugs again, right. high, you know, high while clean, <laughs> right. you know, but, uh, you know, you're looking at it from that little perspective, right? You know, that small little thing. I imagine like a, I don't know, a Tesla or a Lamborghini or whatever. It's like, you like it and it can go fast, but you don't want to go fast all the time. You want to be able to turn. <laughs> you want to stop. You want to park the car eventually, unless you're just living in it forever. <laughs> so it's like what you don't want it always on. Drug addiction is, and it's gonna burn out your system. It's gonna burn out your circuit. Yeah. You know, and that and that is still it's not happiness. That's just right. that's just you know. You know, we were talking about last week, you know, and I'd kind of said to, you know, like, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, right? The life, is of e happiness. life is eternal. Liberty is an inalienable right. But when it comes to happiness, all you can do is pursue it, which meant right. the writers obviously knew not everybody was going to get it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and the writers were. But why? Right. So why is not everybody going to get it? And I and I think that, you know, again, going back to what I did discuss a little bit last week was. Yes. We're looking for it in the wrong places. You know what, guys? Tell me where you're looking for it. Tell us where you're looking for it. Call in 323-203-0815. Call us in and let us know how you pursue happiness, what you think happiness is, what you think it's not. Ask us a question. Give yes, us a call. Because if you know anything about Paxton and I, we are not about solutions. We're about ideas. You know, ah. and so we want to hear from people. We want to get their perspectives or ideas. This can be a group effort. Yeah. Why not? You know? um, and yeah, I mean, going back to the, you know, I mean, money, money is the epitome of what we see a lot. In society, and someone asked that, you yeah. know, money is if I just have a lot of money, I'll be happy. Right. And we see it all the time. You can go to college, you can get a, become a, you know, have, get a doctorate, you can PhD, you can you know, be a lawyer and these people are still miserable. Why? Right. Because all they're looking for is if money's bringing me happiness, I'm just going to want to be happier. And then I'm going to want to be happier to a point to where my very survival is going to be based on money. Well, you know, and happiness, yeah. I like and that, that brings fear. Right. Happiness is a big word. I mean, if you can define happiness by getting one thing, you're wrong and you're probably fucked up. And if you didn't fuck up and you're right, Ugh, I don't envy that life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, money or knowledge, wisdom. None of those are equate with happiness. Mm -hmm. There's one guy who's like, I just want to know everything. I said, man, knowing a whole lot, that's like me putting a black light on your bed. You would never get into it ever. Right. <laughs> you would see every bug, every splotch, the spit from last night. It would look disgusting. Yeah. You don't want to know everything. You don't want all the money. All the money? Uh... A lot of people, maybe with not enough money for their needs, are convinced that that is going to solve it. And it, they're convinced that it is going to solve it. And it's like, I picture my life. Now, would I like more money? I could find uses for it, I'm sure. But if you just gave me a big fat jump from where I am right now, which is not poor, but, you know, to woof, man. My life, I don't think I haven't built the pillars to sustain that. Mm -hmm. I would not be able to go to the meetings that I go to, uh, at least in recovery. I'd have to change those. 
Uh, I would have to find a new place. Uh, I pro- things would and- come to problems would come to me quicker than I could have adjusted for them because for normal people. It happens slowly through years. And how many relationships would change? Oh, change. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, what can I get from you? Yeah. Not yeah. what I can give to you, but what can I get from you? It would be like me when I went to CVS for the first time with my mom after treatment. We got up to the counter. I looked at her. Uh, are you going to pay for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You know, my uncle, who's, you know, he's, he's wealthy. And he's like, it's amazing, you know, mm-hmm. pe- People go out to dinner or lunch and they just assume he's gonna pay for it. They, do, they just look yeah. at him. My favorite, you know, my favorite band of all time. Everybody knows me, Grateful Dead. Right? Grateful Dead. And Jerry Garcia, he used to he Jerry Garcia hit it on the nose in in a lot of his interviews, right? And you know, he talked about, you know, and they they at that they at one point in time became the wealthiest band of all time, right? Right. And he was the loneliest man in the world, you right. know. He, he said, and he said this numerous times, you know, that, that it is, he never wanted the fame, right. you know, but obviously it, it came with it. Um, but he felt that he was the loneliest man in the world. And it's, and you think about that, and there's been a lot of obviously people in the entertainment industry that have committed suicide. And yeah. I think that plays into yeah. it. You know, you can't go out yeah. and you can't have And rich friends. people in the stock market, and businesses. Now this doesn't mean you can't have a lot of money and be happy, right. but it's how you, it's how you view your money. How well, are yeah, you looking I mean, at it? you can also have a lot of grass in your lawn and be happy. You can also, you know, have five rings on one hand and be happy, but it wouldn't be defined by those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're happy, then all those other things are not irrelevant, but just that's just ex- it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm happy, and look what's for dinner. I'm happy, and uh, da da, or you know, mm-hmm. I'm happy, but I had a weird dream, made me think of some weird stuff, and I had to work through it. Right. But that's part of happiness, I think. Mm-hmm. I to, here, you know, here's a great study, uh, and this is not exactly the same because serotonin is like what feels safe, right? Feel you're, where you're supposed to be, right? Yeah. Too much, you're suicidal. You know, so it's like happiness. You know, well, theoretically, the lack of serotonin is what theoretically is what is. Major depression. Well, yeah, you know, but then the also anhedonia. Right, but then also too much throws you through the floor too. Sure. You know what I mean? That's why they they have to regulate the. Well, it's like it's like dopamine. Right. I mean, dopamine is that that reason we became addicted to drugs. You know, pleasure, that pleasure, pleasure, pleasure neurotransmitter. That was our highness, right? That's what I was addicted to pleasure, was pleasure, dopamine, pleasure, pleasure, right? Pleasure, pleasure, yeah. Too much dopamine in that same part of the brain is what schizophrenia is. Yep. Right. Throw yourself right out. Schizophrenia Scatter. is you know. Um, you know, which which is why there's such a thing as cocaine and meth induced psychosis because right. you actually are creating the same thing within the pleasure part of your brain, the nucleus accumbens, right? That causes the psychosis, yep. the paranoia, the hallucinations. And not channeled, you're in trouble. So, it, same thing goes for happiness. Mm-hmm. If you were always happy, like you wouldn't know. Happy, it's like your happiness. Versus being happy. I guess that would be a good question, Eric. What's the difference between happiness and being happy? Because I'm happy, mm-hmm. but I'm not always in the mode of happiness. Sure, I'm absolutely. not always. Oh, hey. But the opposite is, you know, like we were listening to that guy talking about uh, selfishness, selfishness and selflessness self, right. today. That was awesome, right? Yeah, that was good. And I, and I honestly think it's the same concept, right? 
is that paradoxes we need pain yeah we need i mean my book pain failure and misery are the stepping stones to success if you didn't have pain you wouldn't understand pleasure exactly right if you didn't have misery you wouldn't truly understand happiness exactly you know because there wouldn't be any comparative i want i want some challenges i want some struggles well, you I wouldn't want, have a you wouldn't have the comparative right. You wouldn't you have know, the to comp- what, what to, yeah, to say. Oh, I feel better like this. than what? Yeah, you know. But then also, I actually want some struggles and challenges. I actually want mm-hmm. to overcome. I want my day to go oop. Just like the movie I watched. I don't want to watch a movie where a guy nothing bad happens and everything's cool and he just eats his toast and and it has like I mean that's boring as shit. Yeah. I want what what kind of movie do I want to watch? Same kind of movie I want to live. I want there to be challenges. I want there to be uh, surprises. I want to mm-hmm. overcome. I want him to navigate. I want there to be little trick zingers here and there, good and bad. And I want a happy ending or an enjoyable ending. Yes, I meant that both ways. No pun, pun intended. <laughs> Paxton said he wanted a happy ending. How can we talk about happiness without throwing out that? Come on. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you not expect that to come out of my mouth? <laughs> no, that was no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. LA Talk Radio. But, yes. But yeah, so I mean, you know, we, you know, as, as, I mean, I, and again, I kind of talk about it in my book. I mean, the, the farther I went down into that states of misery yes. in that horrible place, you know, the, higher I was able to climb. Right. You know, right. because I had to go much further. So I truly understand those depths of hell, you know, yeah. that we had to walk through. Right. And, and because yeah. of that I understand the opposite end of it. Yeah, you have perspective. You, know? yeah. you have perspective. Guys, I want to know your perspective. What were you thinking? Give us a call. Three two three two oh three zero eight one five. It's not that expensive. Give us a call. If you can type on this screen you can call us up we want to have a conversation give us a call let us know what you're thinking what the fuck were you thinking what were you thinking (laughs) (laughs) yeah so happiness happiness what made you happy today coming out here actually you know and i will say um there we go you know i had um a little challenges this morning. Sure. You know, um, and if my wife's listening to this, we got into little disputes here and there this morning. I'm far from perfect. and the relationship has them. Honey, I want to let you know that. Right on. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, you messed up. This is being recorded. You now have that. She could put that on a loop. That could be your voicemail. Honey, I'm sorry. Honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> but one thing that I, the one thing that I try to do, and I think this sort of, and again, I'm far from perfect, and... You know, but one thing that I try to do in life is to learn from my mistakes as best as I can, you know, and those new choices are the things that I now decide to do, you know, are hopefully going to move me more into that direction, you know, of being happy. Am I happy all the time? No, you know, um, I try to keep a very positive mind. Sure. That's what, that's one thing that I always try to do. I look at things very optimistically, you know, I, I, try to and again i don't always do it perfectly and that's part um, of the struggle too that, that you don't do it perfectly no. you know it's like i mean that's the concept of you know like self-esteem for instance you know self-esteem understands that we are gonna make mistakes right you know 
Um, but that's okay, and we can be okay with it, right? You know, because we are obviously fallible human beings that are not God anymore, like we used to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I uh, I think if you're if you've never made any mistake, you're in a state of delusion, and that probably means you're making one big gigantic mistake, <laughs> one continual mistake. If you're always in a state of happiness then you're probably, you know, in a rubber room drooling on yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Facts. Yes. I don't trust people who are, hi, how you doing? Everything's always great. Like, where, what? Jeez, what? How do you sleep at night? Yeah. Upside down? I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Because, I mean, you got to, life is real, you know? We have to deal with the reality of, the issues that we have in life. Right, you know? right. Um, <laughs> you know, another one, again, another one of the fallacies when we go back to happiness is pleasure, though. And that is a fallacy of, of pleasure because yeah, happiness and pleasure are not the same thing. Happiness and pleasure are not the same thing. And I, I, I always use that example. My mom, you know, 47 years ago, I came out of my mom's hoo-ha. Because, see, and that... She said, and she said, you know, that was one of her happiest days. Yeah. Now... I always say this. So it's like I came out of Ruha 47 years ago. It was the happiest day, but there was no pleasure in that day. Yeah. She was not, that. No, no part of that day was she, ooh, this is pleasurable. Yeah. Why the hell would pleasure have anything to do with a state of being? Yeah. You know? But that's no. what, that's what the, uh, those of us thought oh, yeah. when we got into drugs. Sure. You know, that those sure. were correlated within the same thing. Well, drugs, you know? and for you, those of you guys out there who don't have drug addictions, it's, that's what you thought when you were... Uh, you know, chasing whatever that thing was, mm -hmm. gambling, mm -hmm. uh, getting that new car earring and painting your head red because you were having a midlife crisis or freaking, you know, sleeping with your neighbor's wife or whatever those things are, it's because they were seeking pleasure. Right. Pleasure, 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 pleasure. Yep. All the way down to the maniac who chops people up. He was trying to get his pleasure. Yep. He was trying to get his pleasure. Yep. And did that end in happiness? No, because literally, I mean, obviously chopping up people is wrong, but if the person chops people up, they might not think so. But I would logic, you know, logically, it didn't even make you happy because eventually you put yourself in a position where you could no longer chop people up. Up, oh, see, you're fucked up. Period. So, so even in that extreme analogy, it didn't end up with happiness. Right. Pleasure lasts well, as long as you're doing it. Happiness can last forever. Yeah, but yeah, well, exactly. You know, drugs, I mean, in drugs, for instance, you know, the adaptation level theory. I think I said this last yeah. week. You know, adaptation level theory is that any time that we do something like a drug for an extended period of time, our body's going to adapt yep. to where you'll no longer get pleasure from it. And so that is, that's one of the reasons why that concept of drugs is never going to help you get there. Right, right. You know, so what makes you guys happy? So, we heard about the struggle this morning. Besides coming out here, what else made you happy? Went to the beach. Nice. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Went to the beach today. I, um, we, um, so my brother's in town mm -hmm. and um, from Kansas. Nice. Is you know, that KS? <laughs> KS? Kansas yeah, KS? Yeah. KS! Yeah. And, uh, and so he's yes. out here with his wife and his kids, and, and uh, so we're actually staying down in, in uh, South Orange County and went to the beach today, and that was a lot of fun, actually. You know, nice. I've been to the beach in a long time and um, got some good sun, 
you know, um, which so I can become darker like you. <laughs> Come catch me. Come catch me. Get some sunblock 8,000. Hey, uh, how does fun factor into happiness? How does fun? It, it, uh, see, this is, okay. This, here we go. This We're is, chopping up some cool terms. This is here. a good, this is a good, uh, good thing. When, right. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, like people get into recovery. And what's the first thing they say? Life's going to suck. There's not going to be fun anymore. Right. Right. Which I think is silly, is crazy. You know, and again, it goes back to I think that those of us that work in this industry and those for those out there that are listening to this that work in the industry. Help help them make it fun. Right. Help make rehab fun. Help make treatment fun. Let's show them that they can have fun. Right. Right. Show them fun. Give them fun. And more importantly, model fun model having fun because they see me come in there and for the first time they're seeing someone literally be at their work and have fun people go oh my god you probably rather want to be here i go in i'm having fun i'm having fun i'm blasting music i'm chopping it up i'm relaxed even during the lecture i'm having fun while i'm giving it afterward you know they're like don't you have to go somewhere i'm like "Ah, i'm just chilling with you guys and it's like i'm having fun Eric picked me up today. I was watching a movie at the center. You can have center. fun doing anything. Exactly. And I think that's part of what it is. And so happiness is. does not happiness does not correlate with that completely. Well, because it, there are right. going to be times you may not be happy, but you still can have fun. True. But they here they're they're, they're they're twin brothers, I guess, because the same way you said you can always have fun. You can, right. you know, depends on how you look at. You it. can always have fun. Well, I'm looking at this way you said it. Yeah. If you're always having, if you can always have fun, and that's a possibility, then you can always be happy. That's also a possibility. Sure. You can adapt that to whatever said thing is. Mm-hmm. You can adapt it. You can apply it. Mm-hmm. You know, they share that same little transmutation element where you can go pivot, boom, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can have fun, and, and I don't feel. I've had fun doing things that were not. Designed to be fun? Enjoyable. <laughs> you know? They, they're not enjoyable. Right. But I've had fun. You yeah. would never want to say this, or maybe you would if you're me, but I'm about to say it. I've gone to a funeral mm-hmm. of someone I loved deeply. Cried. And had fun. Somewhere in that funeral, I remember having a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. I saw some family members I haven't seen in a long time. We shared some good stories. Oh my God, later on that day, we were in the living room cracking up. Mm-hmm. And thank God we all know this person and didn't feel guilty for doing it because this person would have wanted us to laugh because uh, that's the way they were. But it's mm-hmm. like, so was it a fun, put the fun back in funeral. It's like, well, you know, it's like, yeah, I had some fucking fun. Yeah. And it's like, because I chose to. Or what's the alternative? This is a funeral. I love this person. No longer gonna be around. So while other people are, yeah, while other people are sharing good things, I'm gonna go ah, fuck this shit and go outside and smoke cigarette by myself and and get snippy. So and storm upstairs and everyone goes, oh, that's okay. He's just because it's a choice, right? It's a choice that you make. Or maybe maybe you're taught that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be like, well, I mean, you look at you look at all you know, so many people out there and they're just angry. They're miserable. You know, they're just always. you know, looking at the downside to things, looking at the negative negatives to things. Right. Where it's a, that's a choice that these people make. <coughs> you know, you can flip a choice that in perception. In perception, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I because you don't describe the world you see; you see the world that you describe. Nice. Right. We talked about that in our uh, 
the first episode uh, that we did last week on happiness. And, uh, you know, the obvious, the old cliche of perception is half full or half empty. Mm -hmm. And I always say that's not a matter of perception. It's a matter of choice and perception. Because mm -hmm. you choose whether you want to look at it half full or half empty, probably based on what you want. If the waiter didn't give you, if you don't want to give the waiter a tip, you'll say he left the, you left that thing half empty the whole time. If Eric spilled my rock star and I want him to buy me a new one, I'd say, dude, that was half full when you spilt it. Right. So it's really about how you choose right, to, to have that perception. Yeah. Not just, yeah. oh, I'm born with this crazy Which could be your perception. agenda, too. Right, your agenda, <laughs> your want. Yeah. It's not, is it, people want to put perception like it's just something that happened to them. No, it's something you develop, you make, mm -hmm. I believe. Oh, I'm just a negative perception person. Okay, well then, Fuck me trying you, to help you. <laughs> do you have problems or do you got opportunities? Exactly. That's right. And it's all about how you look at it. Did I put you in the, you know, did I seat you in the corner of the restaurant or is that a romantic nook? <laughs> 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 Call in. We want to know what's going on with you guys. 323 0815. 0815. 0815. Booyah. All right. Here we go. Dance around the corpse. <laughs> You guys are silly. All right. Um, I had another person ask, uh, where is it? I'll try to find it. Um, okay. Uh, ego. How does ego play into happiness? Oh, man. Ego's. This is, okay. This is good. We were talking about this, like the terms that are used in recovery. Ego pride, right? So sure. pride, you know, get rid of your pride. And honestly, I would dispute that because there's actually nothing wrong with feeling good about things that you have accomplished. That's not, the, the term they're using is actually like arrogance, right. boastful, that kind of stuff. Pride is the wrong word. But this person isn't in recovery. So they're asking okay, ego, ego as far as like okay, so ego your is, sense of self. Now again, de 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 depending on which definition, if you go back to Freud. Yeah, it's, right they're, now, they're talking Freud, more psychological. Freud was, well, no, but Freud was the adult, right? You had the id, the ego, and the superego. The right. id was the child, the instinct. The ego was the adult. This was the one that, and so in, in that term, it's right. you. You're, you're, that it's you, basically, right. is what we're talking about, ego. So how right? does that sense of you have to do with happiness? If you can be you... If you can figure out who you are as a person and you can be you, you're going to have an easier time finding happiness. There we go. Because I'm not, I'm not creating this false image, um, this illusion, trying to be somebody that I'm not. You right. Know? Like trying to be like Paxton, you know, dressing up and yeah. all the night. You, know? you know, and honestly, it's like, do you? I, th I think that's a great question. I like your answer. Ego factors into happiness because it's like you, okay? Like me. People go, you know, you brought up clothes. It's funny because people go, Paxton, you wear a suit. Isn't that uncomfortable? And I go, dude, my slacks are literally more comfortable than, than your black jeans. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, and I don't worry about what it looks like, you know? And it seems funny to say that because it, you know, people go, ooh, it looks like this. But regardless of what it looks like, mm -hmm. I'm comfortable in it. And so, and if I wasn't, through recovery, I've learned I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear it, you know. So I, I, how many things do you do? And this is just a general question to you, them, and everyone else. How many things do you do? Does one do in pursuit of happiness that they literally don't want to do? It's it's not gonna make them happy. Someone told me this will make you happy. Mm -hmm. 
right? Go to law school, become a lawyer, be a multi-million dollar lawyer, superpower, industrial lawyer, cool. But you know what? I honestly would rather just work at a gas station. Keep mm -hmm. it simple mm -hmm. and focus on my gardening. Have more time to play with my kids. You know, what, yeah, I, 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 in treatment, I had a doctor. We had a doctor, multi-million dollar surgeon, eye surgeon. And, and we told them to get a get well job. And the person didn't want to. Mm -hmm. He's like, get out of here. No, because the other ego, the recovery uh, ego. High standards. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the recovery ego was kicking in. Mm -hmm. And then, but we won because we forced the person to do it. And within a couple a couple weeks, they were like, oh, my God, this is great. Mm -hmm. And to this day, the person says it was the funnest, mm -hmm. happiest time in their life. Because mm -hmm. literally, that's apparently what made them happy. Mm -hmm. Less stress. Being able to just kind of kick it with people and talk, and mm -hmm. you know, she wasn't having to go. It's just kind of like, hey, good morning. Oh, you again, Fred? You want some coffee? The it was greeter. just, yeah. She was just, yeah. she was having fun doing it. Yeah. Even the cleaning, it was like, she said, I didn't clean anything different there than I've ever cleaned in my house. She mm -hmm. had horses. She that nothing there is gonna beat gigantic horse poop. Well, but they, she was happy. Goes, but she was happy being humble. There we go. You know, I so think, the I ego, think humble, being humility. humble is also a quality that can bring about happiness. I'm not like putting myself above. I mean, how many people have you worked with over the years that, you know, like hadn't had a job in years, yep. right? And they're just getting clean and sober. They've been doing meth or heroin for years. Right. And they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that job. Right. You know, oh, no, that's, no, that's, that's easy. too below me. Yeah. You know, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> and it's well, I've had like, them, not even the yeah. job. I'm not going to have a house manager who's half my age tell me to make up my bed. You're not treating me like a man. Now you talk to me like I'm an adult. Right. It's like, ew. Yep. That's really? The, that act is... like an adult and don't come to a mental facility. <laughs> and again, going back to the recovery concept, I mean, the people that make it in recovery are the ones that have that sense of humility. Yeah. You know, that I'm okay with this. I'll do this. Right. Not a big deal. Sure. Okay, cool. You know? I was, it was funny. I was, so years back, I was the program director for a place down in uh, Temecula, Southern uh -huh. California Addiction Center. And I was the director of the program. Right. Right. And so we were, and, and when we started this place up, literally me and uh, like the gardener were freaking running cables all the way up to the freaking house. You know, right. it got to a place where like the, how, the building needs to be power washed. I'm up on a ladder freaking doing the power washing. And I had the owner of the place too come down. He's like, dude, he's like, you're like the director. Why would you be doing, you know, kind of thing. Right. And, um, and to me, it was, I mean, there was one of the reasons was I did not want to put another one of the staff's liability sure, sure, stuff, sure. you know, to get, get hurt. Right. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I was above anybody right. else. You know, it didn't, I mean, to me, it didn't matter. Right. I, yeah. I, and I love doing it. That was the owner of my <laughs> treatment center, too. He would roll up his sleeves and, I mean, he was a landscaper before he owned a treatment center. He was like, anything... <laughs> I, anything I ask one of you guys to do, believe you me, I do it or have done it or am doing it right now. So, meh. I started in the so better keep uh, your job. <laughs> I started in this industry as a live-in house manager for right. a residential treatment program in Huntington Beach. Me too. And uh, I got my ass beat doing that stuff. Yeah. I and mean, you want to talk about tired work? I started. I'd started. Five thirty in the morning, taking them to a freaking twelve-step meeting. My yeah. night, my day would end at nine thirty at night, bringing them back. Right. And then you still have to call your sponsor and do your shit. And, and I remember stuff. sitting in some of those meetings, and man, I was my head was bobbing, you know, doing the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was uh, 
But that's, that's, I think, a big part of it. I think the humility, being humble, is at least as humble as we can. I mean, hum- humility you know, plus ego is humiliation. Because it's like, yeah. when you say humble yourself, you're basically saying, what part of you is making yourself humiliated? What well, part of you is humiliated by this? And minus that part, you would be humbled. Right. I would be humbled that I had to come to treatment. Yeah. But what part of me was humiliated? What part of me that wasn't accepting why it happened, not accepting that this might be the solution, not accepting, not accepting, not accepting, not accepting, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm. yeah. you know, right, right now, if my zipper was down, Again, if I thought I was the biggest shit in the world, I would think, you know, oh my God, oh, and I'd be humiliated. But I'm just a person. I'm like, oh, my zipper's down. Cool. Yeah, but it's changing, and it's changing the way we think about stuff. Right. You know, like even in recovery, you know, how many people like going like, oh, God, I got to do this the rest of my life, right. and I'm going to have to go to, you know, this kind of, and I, right. and I think about it, and I'll tell clients, I go, yeah, that really sucks that you have to work on yourself and improve yourself the rest of your life. Right. Well, damn. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. crazy. Well, and I, you know, you can even put that on religions and different things like that. It's like, if it's not bringing you joy... I can tell you it's wrong. There's, I mean, I'll, I, I, in my opinion, I'll yeah. throw it out there. I had a comedian, uh, Eddie Izzard. He said, you know, he's English, and he's talking about the Church of England. And he goes, so you go to black churches, and they're like, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Because hallelujah means joy. Lots of amens. Yeah, right, but hallelujah, my point is, means joy. And the Church of England is like, Hallelujah. <laughs> and it's like, that's not joy. No. Joy to God. Joy to your God. Ah, joy. <laughs> we are having so much fun worshiping God. I want to kill myself. Yeah. It's like, Ew. you yeah. know, so, it, you know, it's the, I, it's the, it's the, I went to one church, not a weird denomination, but, it, you know, they had a drum circle. Instead nice. of a choir, they were killing it. I go to another church, and you know, and it's like just, it's like you know the well, old, the old ancient that. church, like you know the old ancient church. You, you wear red and you dance. You must be possessed by a demon and stop being so happy and whip yourself yeah. in the back if you ever find joy in life. Well, I've Kill always, that shit part of you. I've always felt that way too. It's like you, know, you go to some churches and, and the hymns, you know, you got the hymns. And then nowadays, though, we're seeing it more. You got rock bands, you know, right. that are in churches. And, and I agree with you 100%. It's like, I mean, it's, it's more uplifting. Yeah. You know, you're enjoying it. You can feel Enjoy. it. Music, guitar, yeah. you can feel. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I've gone to churches and I'm not necessarily, I'm not a Christian per se, but I've gone to churches, Christian churches, and I like the message because I had fun there. And they were chopping it up. And the pastor looked like he enjoyed what the hell he was saying. And it wasn't based on fear. And no one threatened me. And no one was promising a gigantic reward or a punishment. Because believe you me, if you do something, I saw this on a video, if you, if you are doing whatever said thing is just because of what the thing is going to give you, then that is not called, you know, that's not you love God. It's, it's God's... <laughs> I mean, he's like, look, <laughs> do shit my way or I'm going to kill you with fire and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you do things my way, then I let you into la, 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 la land. Okay, I do it. Whoa, that's you being selfish. That's not you being good. That's you fucking, that's, that's, 
that goes back to recovery and addiction. <laughs> you know, that's not what the fuck. You know, I think that I know people who don't do that shit, let alone. I think the same thing applies to with counselors, though, you know, sure. like, if you know, when we're working with clients, and I get this all the time. I mean, you know, that a lot of clients love to come to my groups because when I'm doing it, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm 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 moving. I'm shaking. Right. I'm, you know, doing things. And I know you're the same. Yep. You I know? mean, because I enjoy what I do. Yeah. I even enjoy when I did. Uh, I had a uh, one of the techs. No, actually, she's a case manager. My fault. Hi. She's a case manager now. When I met her, she was a tech years ago. Anyway. She just reminded me that she was there the day I came back from a camping trip when I realized I was going to get a divorce from my wife. Mm. And the big relapse prevention lecture started the very day we came back. And literally, I'm in group telling everybody, hey, I'm about to get a divorce. But the crazy thing was the group wasn't about my divorce. And I literally enjoyed having that group with them. They helped me process they use their own, they, instead of me using my life experiences to relate to them, they did that for me. They're like, oh, you're having a divorce. You know what, Paxson, I want to go da-da-da-da and get loaded, or my mom doesn't understand da-da-da. But you know what, you said that, and I'm thinking of it, and you know, it just worked. I left there processed. <laughs> and it's like, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. I wasn't in a state of bliss. I wasn't fucking la-la-la-la, but I... Would have rather done that than not. Mm -hmm. Just like my mom wasn't in a state of bliss, but she's glad she had a kid. Is she really? Right, mom. <laughs> right, mom. Mom. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. She actually called me last night in the middle of the night and let me know she's happy she had me and my brother. Do you believe her? I do, because my mom could give a shit about lying. She'd rather tell you the truth to your face. Yeah, she, she, she don't give a fuck what she you don't do. She don't give right? a fuck. She, she'll tell you your breast tank. You got broccoli in your teeth. I don't like that. Your dog's stupid. And... Yeah, my mom, if, if your kid is not cute, please don't ask my mom if she's cute. My mom will tell you, no, it's not. It's not a cute kid. I love it. Maybe might grow into a very distinguished person, but you know, not all babies are cute. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I want to say something else again, real quick on on the on the happiness side of it. Altruism, the altruistic nature, right? right? The power, and this is again, I'm not a twelve step person, right? Right. But one of the things that I believe very firmly in with the twelve step program is the altruistic stuff. You know, the going out and helping people. The right. power of helping people, the f how it feels good to help people. It does. And I mean, and, and again. I wish it didn't, honestly, sometimes, but it does. It does. <laughs> now, I will say that I think one of the downfalls of the 12-step programs is they do say it's a selfish program, but the only way you get better is helping other people. The real power you find in the 12-step program is the 12-step but somehow along the line, these sponsors wait years for them to get to the 12 step. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, for those of you listeners who are in recovery 12 steps, you know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But, and Bill W., now I will say Bill W., though, they did it in a day. Sure. They yeah, literally go, go to a there. hospital and say, look at those Yeah, you go upstairs right, and go now go help somebody. <laughs> yeah, you go to the clubhouse. You go upstairs. You pick a sponsor like a bunny ranch. And you come downstairs after a couple hours, and you'd be on your step eight. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't believe that you could leave that clubhouse if you were on step eight, or else we were going to get drunk. 
Yeah. I think that's one of the drawbacks to – I'm not saying it has to be done in a day, but, I mean, I think it should be done quicker. There should be emphasis put on it because of – I mean, I have, you know – where. But I, that's more the culture that we've adopted for the 12 steps than the actual 12 steps. Well, no, it's you the know? people that like to change things. Well, yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying. The, the human, culture, the culture yeah. of the, the culture that has evolved around the 12 steps, you know. I mean, that's, that's with a lot of things. I mean, there's a culture that has evolved around – Growing cows and killing them. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating beef. We got canines, but the, if a culture grows around something that makes it, you know, it has negatives, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's it. Hey, I love beef, but I'm not going to be the one that's going to go kill it. Well, that neither. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but I guarantee the person that kills that cow is not going to be the one that wants to talk to that drug act in the corner or <laughs> do half the shit I do. <laughs> Hell no either. Well, that's what makes us good at what we do because uh, it's like we were talking about coming out here. You know, you can't bullshit a bullshitter, right? Right. You know, it's hard to, you know, like I can I can see things and I can see them pretty point blank when people are using or they're lying about, you know, especially things within recovery. Right. Uh, we got about a minute left. Sure. Uh, well, you guys, <laughs> no one called in and that's okay. Uh, but I've gotten a lot of feedback on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, self-serving. What does self-serving have to do with happiness? I think we kind of already yeah. covered that. But I want to I want to say something real quick. So um, yeah, I want to thank I want to thank everybody for for watching the show. Um, and uh, and yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback, great feedback on on what we're doing here. I think it's um, been very positive. Good and, stuff. And we are gonna. I want to let everybody know too that we're gonna have some very good guests throughout this period of time. Um, we're gonna actually do one here pretty soon on. Uh, overprescribing of medications, which sure. is something that, and I want to, I'm going to tell you guys a personal story about an investigation I did. I'm not going to explain it now, but it's going to be very exciting. Um, you, you got right about on. 15 seconds. All right, good. First second, second second, third <laughs> second. And then I'll say thank you so very much. Please tune in next time because we want to know what you were thinking. That is Eric McCoy and Paxton Dickerson. Thank you, everybody. You're 